Welcome to Indisputable. I'm Sharon Reed and for Dr. Rashad Ritchie, who has the day off and joining us as special guest co-host once again, because we can't get enough of him. He is the mayor of Enfield, North Carolina, the Honorable Mayor Mondale Robinson. Mayor, how are you? I'm, I'm good, thank you so much. Um, dealing with sinuses, but other than that, it's, uh, it's, it's Monday. Yeah, it's Monday and it's been a big uh, news weekend. Why don't you uh, lead us off? Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. And as we watched over the weekend and all of us, a lot of us prepared to ensure that people in California have what they need because of the flood, guess what happens? Uh, they're rattled by an earthquake, a magnitude 5.1 earthquake followed by a series of aftershocks shook Southern California, right? Like I said before, and as they were preparing for tropical storm Hillary, and it began to drench the state, the city, the Southern part of the state, the region got heavy rains, but they also had to deal with the shakes of a 5.1 earthquake. And I heard that these, you know, these 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 shakes, aftershocks can be felt across a wide swath of Southern California. That included the entire San Fernando Valley, downtown LA, Long Beach, and even Orange County. That's unbelievable. We're thinking this, these people are preparing to deal with a storm that they hadn't dealt with in a while. They also had to deal with this earthquake. And I know while there are no reported deaths related to this 5.1 earthquake, just think about what that did to the psyche, Sharon. Just as the rain began, we saw this earthquake. And this earthquake, uh, like I said, struck just as the rain started to come uh, from Tropical Storm Hillary. The first tropical storm we might mention that hit the coast of California since 1939. People might ask, well, why is this the first storm that hit the coast since 1939? That takes a lot of stuff that has to happen before a tropical storm can hit the landfall. And a lot of those things don't happen on the, um, the West Coast. And part of that is because California traditionally has these easterly winds that are blowing these storms back into the uh, ocean. That didn't happen, right? That didn't happen at all um, because, well, these eastern winds have vanished. And, and, and a lot of us, we aren't talking about uh, how climate change has affect or will affect California and a lot of the thing I think uh, these earthquakes, I'm sorry, not these earthquakes, these storms, these tropical storms and floods don't really hit California that often. And people are saying, you know, they're protected because of um, these three uh, elements. But like I said, the weather is causing the water to warm up. If warm water is all a main, a main issue in this uh, tropical storms, hurricanes, cyclones hitting man, uh, land. And then when you consider the fact that there's El Nino's happening, uh, California about a brace for this. And I know if you talk to people about people with way more science than me about these storms, they would say this storm might not be uh, linked to California. What I'm saying is uh, when they do uh, link and hit landfall, we see a lot of flooding, just like we saw uh, with this. Uh, as you can see, there were massive floods in various parts of the county, even Dodger Stadium. Dodger Stadium was flooded out. And I'm not talking about flooded with fans, I'm talking about flooded with water. Um, so um, we see this is unbelievable to think about what LA looks like downtown, um, Sharon. To see mm -hmm. Dodger Stadium under water is frightening to me. What, what about you? Yeah, it's one thing to, to have it described, you know, as we were on our production call this morning and there was talk about it. We, you know, one of our showrunners, Jordan, lives out there, Mayor, and I'm I'm thankful that, you know, people are making it through this, this California weather. But I've heard the same climate experts say that don't they they don't want us to refer to this as the new normal. It's gonna get worse. This is just gonna get worse 
And it seems like we are in the thick of it. And if we don't do something soon to turn this around, um, it's going to be difficult, if not impossible, to turn it around. But Southern Californians who are used to earthquakes, I can understand how in the middle of all of this flooding and everything else that was going on, all this rain they're not used to. I think of the Babyface song, you know, ever rains in Southern California until it really rains in Southern California. That, you know, that distracts everything. And so it's just a double whammy for folks there. And we really feel for them. Yeah, I think, you know, being from the East Coast, we think about two to four inches of rain as if it's, you know, like this is nothing. This is not going to cause big problems. But for the West Coast, two to four inches of rain in places that get that much in a year, uh, like Death Valley and other parts of the West Coast, this is enough to create mudslides and also severe flooding like we saw uh, over uh, uh, when, when Hillary made landfall. So and, and back to when you when you mentioned uh, climate change, while it's we see we see people saying while it's plausible that climate change could increase the odds of landfalling type cyclones in California, they would like uh, they would likely come at a modest but probable not very large degree. This is uh, Daniel Swain, a, a climate scientist at UCLA, noted in a recent blog about Hillary, climate change is reshaping California in a variety of other ways. However, wildfires are intensifying uh, as the state grows hotter and drier. And while hurricanes may remain infrequent threats, other kinds of extreme preparation, or pre I'm sorry, precipitation events are expected to worsen in the coming decades. Uh, and uh, what I want people to understand is like, while we might not see, it's important to understand in respect to science that uh, Swain is talking about, and while we might not see an increase in uh, that many hurricanes, what happens though is other precipitation is gonna be affected. And when there's already increased wildfires, what we know is that's an increase right there in mudslides. So there, we have to consider that and mudslides in themselves are dangerous enough to flood cars, to, to, to ruin houses and just rip away at, at the mountains and other parts of the uh, landscape. And like I said, scientists are continuing to warn that storms associated with atmospheric uh, rivers Giant corridors of concentrated moist air flowing through the atmosphere, capable of dumping huge volumes of rain when they make landfall, are largely uh, to grow more intense as the warm as the world warms. California experienced a glimpse of the potential uh, future when a series of back-to-back atmospheric river uh, events battered the, the state last winter, bringing record rainfalls and flash floods. This is what I was talking about when you consider that these flash floods. Uh, are associated with landslides. We know the damage that can happen, houses moving down the street, cars being overflowed by mud, and then people also being, uh, their lives being threatened by this. And I think this is extremely scary um, can, given, given, given the current climate. So we don't need to see more tropical landfall, um, tropical cyclones making landfall. All we know is more rain due to climate change coupled with the fact that we are seeing deadlier and more deadly uh, uh, wildfires is creating a, uh, a, a hostile living environment for our brothers and sisters like uh, Jordan on this show and other people out in Southern California and other parts of the states. Sharon? Yeah, and you know, thankfully Jordan has a place to live. And you know, I'm watching different accounts and reading different things and you know, Uber, I guess, has stepped up for unhoused people to take them to shelters. But these things are temporary. And it makes you, you ask the question, Mayor, where where can we go to escape this? Oh yeah, there's no escaping this. It's something that we got to work on together. And I'm not trying to make too much of you know Hillary and and the landfall and and where um, she hit being the result of climate change. But we are definitely seeing something. It's like everything is different now. 
And it seems like it's just going to keep going and going and going. Yeah, and I think and we do a disservice to ourselves to like divorce completely, uh, you know, Hillary from what everything else that's happening in California and across yeah. this country in general or this world in general as it pertains to um, climate change. And I, speaking of climate change, I know we've been covering, talking about what's going on in Maui a mm. lot. And I think it's important that we do that because we don't want people to think that just because other news stations have moved on that we're forgetting what's happening over there and this natural disaster that followed uh, the tragic events in Maui as we see 100, at least 114 people have died in this in Western Maui wildfires and more, more than 1,000 people remain missing. That number, I cannot wrap my head around that number. That number represents uh, a third of the population in my town. So to believe that a third of the people from where I, where I represent will be missing is unfathomable to me because while that many people are missing, think about the tentacles and how big those families are and how many people are affected by that number. And we also see that nearly 3,000 homes and businesses have been destroyed or damaged. Losses are estimated to be $6 billion, state officials said. And this is coming from Rand Sanchez over at CNN. That is scary to me, $6 billion. Not just the money I'm talking about, but the money, of course, because it's necessary to repair and think about how people's lives will be forever shaped, but also the loss of life and the people that are missing. Uh, it's so scary to put uh, Americans through this. Uh, and, I, and this right here, like I said, is directly linked to climate change. Yeah. And you think about the history, Mayor, of the people, the rituals, um, the families who exist there to so many of us. Oh, it's a tourist attraction. But to them, this is their homeland. This is the environment they've known for generations. It's It saddens me. It also saddens me that I'm reading about people who are already developers trying to grab up land. It's just, it's heartbreaking and gut-wrenching that that is what would be on the minds of some, a prophet now. Yeah, and, and, and the fact that, like you said, I, I, I skipped over that. That is an important point. The fact that, you know, so much history on, um, on this island has been lost, you know, age old traditions are gone. Um, and that like that is enough to cause pause for all of us. Um, something else that's enough, you know, moving on to call cause pause to us is what's happening right now as the blowback from the Tyree Nichols uh, case. 30 cases involving the cops who killed Tyree Nichols. We should say who murdered Tyree Nichols. And I know murder is a legal term, but let's be honest here. Uh, there's no disrespect or to, to the law when we say that. Uh, 30 cases have been dropped. On August the 17th, uh, the Shelby County District Attorney, Stephen J. Moore, announced that his office has dropped more than 30 cases involving the five cops charged with killing Tyree Nichols. 30 cases. Uh, Maury started that at least 100 cases worked by the former Memphis police officers. Uh, Taddy is Bean, Demetrius Haley, Emmett Martin III, Justin Smith, and Desmond Mills Jr. have been reviewed following the death of Tyree Nichols on, July, on January 10th. I think we should stop right there and think about that. That is unbelievable uh, stealing of people's resources, not just the cases that people had to reinvestigate and reopen and view, but the loss of life, the, the amount of people that have been affected by these officers. This is the problem with the way we police and not addressing corrupt cops. And while I say, while these five officers 
um, were charged with the murder of Tyree Nichols. There are so many others in that police department that are guilty of turning their blind eye and not crossing that blue line of silence that we know is a real thing throughout police departments in this country. And 30 cases are uh, is just the tip of the iceberg, I believe, in what's going on, not just in Memphis, but across this country. Sharon, what, what do you feel about this? I think you're exactly right. These rogue cops, and let's be clear, we, we're done with the one bad apple thing. It's a systemic issue that has to be eradicated, okay? They are a drain on society emotionally, physically, financially, in every single way. And you forget that sometimes people have committed crimes and sometimes there's victims. What about them? What about them? They have to go through things all over again or maybe not get justice. It is sick. And then in other cases, the victims are the very people they've arrested. And you're right. I would caution people, Mayor, to be careful and watch out for the okie doke here. 30 cases seems like a lot, it's the tip of the iceberg. Every case that any of these derelict, rogue, um, morally corrupt individuals, groupthink individuals have touched, it's just a fingernail, has got to be looked at. It's gotta be looked at. They've actually made Memphis far more dangerous just by staring at them and their once badges, but also because of the fallout and all these tentacles, it's just, it's incredible, the damage. Yeah, and I think you brought up you brought up a perfect point. This 30 case seems like the okie doke. Malcolm X would say we're being hoodwinked. There's no way that these five officers collectively that have been on the force for so long, and this is the only thing we've seen. So they said, you know, Maury, the DA said at the least at least 30 cases worked by these former officers were being dropped following the review, and at least 10 more cases resulted in the reduced crimes. I can't believe this is it. I think you're offering this as red meat from people that that are frustrated by what happened. You're trying to turn the page on the death, one, the death of Nichols, who that died part. from blunt force trauma after being being detained. And we should say that this picture is extremely graphic for people that are watching it. This is extremely graphic. Um, this brother was beaten while he was detained, cuffed um, by these officers and at a traffic stop in Memphis on January the 7th. The officers claimed Nichols was driving recklessly. But the death, but the death penalty, death should never be the penalty for driving recklessly. This is unbelievable. The five men charged with the second degree murder, second degree aggravated assault, uh, aggravated kidnapping, and official uh, misconduct. A lawsuit filed against Nichols' death called the beating a modern day lynching mob. And and I don't think we need a, a lawsuit to tell us that we anybody that watched that disgusting video, that disgusting abuse of power know exactly that that's a modern day lynch mob. And I think offering these 30 cases up is nothing. We need to be the, an outside investigative force. And I said outside because the DA has to be uh, culpable in this and somehow by offering this up this fast. And if, if you found these problems this fast, where were you in investigating these cases? Where were you in investigating these flaws when these cases were presented? Where, what, how is it just now, all of a sudden, we're just seeing these problems pop up? I think there needs to be, an, uh, like I said, an out, outside investigation. Sharon? I do as well. And I, I want people to, again, remember who was front and center parading out this man's effectively final moments. Okay, he died several days later. You see the state he was in in that horrific picture, the aftermath, the beating in the hospital. There was a woman who was front and center and dancing with the national journalist, the host 
who flew into town and she was giving interviews ahead of the footage, right? And she's nowhere to be found. The chief of police, CJ Davis, where are you? And why are we talking about cases being dismissed and she's not dismissed? By now we know her record, Mayor. We know her record and where she came from. I happen to live in the city of Atlanta and where she started the infancy of this scorpion unit. I think it was called Red Dogs here. So this is a systemic issue. And I think that it needs to have all of these tentacles visited. I don't understand why this man's dead and gone. He should be with his family. And she's actually still sitting as the chief of police. Who else is going to get charged? Who else is going to face consequences here? Not rogue cops. Stop lying to us. Stop pretending that this is it. Tip of the iceberg. Tip of the iceberg. And that, that, you're spot on. And that's what happens so many times. We saw the officer that killed Tamir Rice. This is not, 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 not related to what we're talking about. The officer that killed Tamir Rice a couple years later went to another police department and got another job as a police officer after he shot a 12 year old. We see the same thing in this case. While while the chief is not responsible for being on the scene, the chief is responsible for everybody in that uniform. And I think you're absolutely right. Why is she still sitting in that seat when Ty, when Tyree's dead? Uh, speaking of this, I, I, I think I caution all of us to also pay attention to how we talk about these cases. Ex-officer Princeton Hemphill, who arrived at the beating, uh, who was also terminated from the Memphis Police Department for his involvement in Tyree's death. Let's look how we still refer to him as ex-officer. If this was a black person, he'd be a thug, he'd be a murderer, he'd be a criminal. And we, the, the language we use when we talk about these officers or so-called officers, and I'm okay with using officer because I think officers and also thugs in some cases are not, uh, not separated these are the, they they display these guys display the same behavior as what we call thug behavior and this is absolutely ridiculous that they get off this easy now let's get into some of these dropped cases uh as in as in such the, a case the primary consideration is concerned about the credibility of witness of discharged officers huh. now we are concerned with that we should always be concerned with that uh read a statement from the da cnn reports according to abc 24 news memphis the cases dropped were arrests made by the officers while they were working for memphis police scorpion unit this is the unit you're talking about the outlet claimed that uh Mulroy's, uh decision would result in dozens of bad guys going free Dozens of bad guy going free. Nico Mann from Atlantic Blackstock said that. Listen, we let's be clear. Our definition of bad man, does, if it doesn't include officers that act like these officers, it ain't a complete definition. So if the fact that these officers live and exist in police uniform, protected by badges and qualified immunity, that to me threatens me and scares me as much as any other so-called bad man that they're talking about. It goes on to say that uh, the former MPD officers were five of the 40 member now disband Scorpion unit. Scorpion stood for street crimes operation to restore peace in our neighborhoods before being disbanded on January 20th, uh, 28th. Nico Mann also stated that, listen to me. Uh, this unit was widely criticized for failing in its mission to reduce the city's crime, city's assault homicide and robbery rates. You want to know why? Because they were part of it. 
because th their behavior just shows you we just watched the homicide that this unit created this unit did so i we i'm not surprised nobody in the community is surprised that the scorpion unit or any unit that's built like them would ever have uh you know the idea of lowering the crime rate in our community and they would ever be effective at that because there's no community buy-in in this type of aggressive policing when we're already over policed uh the unit made 566 arrests before being deactivated and was accused of working without adequate oversight while harassing minority communities. My God, my God, 566 arrests. I think, and be judging by these five officers' behavior, all 566 of those arrests need to be investigated and let's go from there with these people. Sharon. You're exactly right. And when you talk about crime stats and what went down and who helped make the city safe, the crimes they committed weren't being added into the stats, that's number one. The other thing is you're exactly right when it comes to words matter. And there's two other words that I'm tired of hearing associated with ex-cops or current ones, and that's excessive force. What are you doing here and what are you talking about? You're talking about attempted murder? You're talking about beating people up, assault, kidnapping in some cases? Stop using words like excessive force. By definition, there's a problem here. Okay, there's a problem here. And so I would challenge people to get rid of that stuff. It's like, Mayor, when I sat at the news desk for years and a producer would hand me something that said inappropriate relationship between a coach and a 13 year old. I'd say, I'm not saying that. It's not, a, it's not a relationship. It's not an inappropriate relationship, molestation, rape. It's not an inappropriate relationship and it's not excessive force. Call it what it is it's a crime. Absolutely. And it is, it is a, it's a crime committed by those charged with, you know, solving crimes. And I think I think, uh, you know, the attorney for uh, for a lot of the several clients that had their cases dropped, attorney Claiborne Ferguson represents those clients. And he, and he said he noted that majority of these guys were victim, majority of the clients, his clients that had their cases uh, removed were victims of excessive force, victims of these crimes, of this abuse at the hands of these police officers. This speaks to something, and it also showing that this DA is trying to cover something up. You were willing to overturn the cases where excessive force was used in this. We're seeing a pattern. What about the other cases? If they broke that law, and that is a law that's being broken, what else did they break? And we need to, we need to investigate. Like I said, all 566 of the, those, those cases that they so-called uh, they, they so-called uh, discovered. Ferguson went on to say that he had never seen the DA's office have to dismiss so, dismiss so many cases because of one incident. We knew that the Scorpion unit was using excessive force. We just never had it where it was so obvious and was so well documented on film. They said they knew it. If you knew it, why now? Why the death of Tyree had to be the reason you overturned these cases? This is an attorney. Right. You're an actor of the court. You are an officer of the court as an attorney. So if you knew it, if they knew it, he said, we I need to understand who this we is. Why? Why then? And if I was Tyree Nichols family, I would also say if you knew it, then could that could acting on that that knowledge have saved my son's life? Could that, that could that have saved that man's life if you all knew that? Ferguson went on to say that many victims would not get justice as a result of the drop cases while blaming the five also for their this dismissal. My God. So even though even though we know that they were victims of this crime, this abuse of crime that we name excessive force sharing, he's still saying that they won't get justice. Yeah, it's, don't 
fall for it, folks. Don't assume that even the 30 cases that are being dismissed, that these were bad guys. Look what they did to Tyree. And I'll button it with this as I sit across from the honorable mayor of Enfield, North Carolina, Mondale Robinson. I know in my heart, I've never served in the capacity you have, mayor. This wouldn't be your police chief. <laughs> Whether she, she should have known or she did know, she would not still be your police chief. The mayor, the chief, the DA, all of it has to be uncovered and put feet to the fire, feet to the fire, mayor. Um, boy, these stories really get you going at the top of the show. There's much more to come. I promise you, you'll have strong reactions to that. I'm Sharon Reed and for Dr. Rashad Ritchie, along with the Honorable Mayor Mondale Robinson. Much more indisputable when we come right back. Welcome back to Indisputable. I'm Sharon Reed and for Dr. Rashad Ritchie, who has the day off. Mayor Mondale Robinson, Enfield, North Carolina, joins us as guest co-host today. Always honored to have the Honorable Mayor with us imparting his wisdom. And Mayor, people are fired up about some of the stories that uh, you brought us last segment. Uh, let's go with Lynn, TYT member, about that earthquake rattling Los Angeles in the middle of uh, the storm. Hillary, uh, Lynn says, in California, we were waiting for the locust plague next. I mean, there's a lot that goes on out there. It's not just all sunshine and movie stars, and people are going through it. And then you wonder about the cleanup, the unhoused people. Uh, let's go to YouTube now. Night Eater says, about the earthquake, it's too drastic of a change to simply pretend nothing is going on. And that's just the point. You don't have to be an expert, right, Mayor, in climate change to know that, look, something's going on, man. Don't just put blinders on and keep going through life, add extra suntan lotion. It's just not what we need to do. Um, and then, boy, Mayor, this it's heartbreaking. 30 cases drop Memphis because of the officers charged in the killing of Tyree Nichols. Jackson Jackson says those officers definitely can't testify in any current cases. And you and I think they need to look, take the entire case law, go back a decade if you have to. I don't know how many, how long some of them were on the force. Some of them seem like short timers, but it's just enough is enough. It's just enough. Ooh, and then uh, Donald James, uh, member for 14 months. We appreciate you. Thank you very much. Can't stop climate disaster. Can only help each other deal with it now with spreading the appropriate resources. Well, I'm not so sure. Something can be done now, but it's gonna require love of your fellow man and mother earth and coming together. Do we have it in us? Doesn't look like it, doesn't look like it right now because um, love is hard to come by no matter where you are, including at the airport. I wish you Karen would. You wanna call the police on them for having a barbecue on a in Sunday? I feel free, back off! I'm gonna tell them there's an African American man threatening my life. Whose grandma is this?
caused all of that. Why would you do that? Plus, fill in the details. Uh, according to the poster, Ferris will won. This lady first came running to the gatehouse yelling, no, no, you can't leave me. The gate had been shut for quite a while by now. She proceeded to bang on the door, then picked up the phone behind the counter on the PA system, shouting, hello, hello, then proceeded to try and pull the fire alarm when I started recording to get some help as everyone shouted, no, don't do that as the lady in the blue flower blouse tried to stop her. She said she works with the elderly. We all thought she didn't succeed because we didn't hear an alarm, but it turns out it was silent. She then tries to help fix the alarm with maintenance. Fire department arrives 15 minutes later, gate crew arrives, assist her, and she leaves and we all think she leaves with no repercussions, but word spread, she was fined $2,000. Kudos to the gate agent. He was so calm with her. Now, Mayor, I don't want to be too hard on a senior citizen. I have a special place in my heart for seniors, children. But let's be clear. Karen's come in all sizes, ages. And I think it's great that she wasn't hurt, but it was like happening in slow motion. Don't do it. Don't do it. And now I think it's great. They're so patient with her and they assisted her. And then she took her bags and left. I don't know that she's even going to pay that fine. We can get to that in a minute. If this had been you, Mayor, okay, certain hue, distinguished beard, I don't think people would have treated you so gently, okay? And I don't think you would have been leaving the airport bags in hand. I would yeah. have been leaving in cuffs. Definitely, and I wouldn't be, and I wouldn't have left uh, when I, whenever, probably if I would have had a bail, I would have left probably with facing felony charges for false alarm uh, as it pertains to fire, which is more than just finable. It's also a criminal offense, and I, and I, I think, I think people, uh, this, this behavior cannot go unchecked. Uh, it is, this is a, this is the dangerous behavior of what I'm owed because of who I am. And uh, and I think this segment, this is a perfect, uh, I wish a segment, would, I mean, I wish a Karen would, because how how dastardly is it to say, I'm going to stop the entire operations of this entire airport right here where I am because my flight, because of my flight. Um, and I think, you know, if, if we're being honest, I, 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 um, I, um, I'm reminded daily when I see situations like this, how many Americas we live in. And it's, and it's as, as always at least two, one for white Americans who believe and act as that they deserve a different level of uh, comfort and support for their frustration versus those of us who are laying in hospital beds dying because we're beaten for drivers recklessly. You're absolutely right. And when you think about the enormous resources, okay, it was more than $2,000 that she cost right there. Let's start there. What about somebody else who perhaps needed help at that time? Perhaps somebody else needed help, assistance, the fire crews to show up there, okay? And what I meant by she's probably not going to pay $2,000 is because I predict that OG Karen will be in front of the judge or magistrate and they'll feel sorry for her. And she might even walk a little slower that day. 
and they will do something like say, we're going to waive it. Just, you know, don't do it again. Or here, $50 to your favorite charity, ma'am, you know, cats need food. And that'll be the end of it. Am I wrong, Mayor? Not, you're not wrong at all. I mean, at the very least, you should be spent hundreds of hours watching videos of what firefighters, what happens when firefighters are 10 minutes too late to save someone's mm. lives or something like that. It is, it is not okay when we see so many people in Maui dead because of the absence of a fire alarm and then she's playing with one right now at an airport. It is very dangerous, I think, uh, and folks should not underestimate what that means and what could have been the outcome. Yeah, elderly woman, senior citizen, and the word dangerous. Yes, dangerous. That's what happened here. And you don't have a right to do that, no matter what age you are, no matter what color you are. And that's why the segment exists. I wish you Karen would. She has cousins, though, and they usually exist, well, in a certain state that we identify by a certain color. What in the red state hail? You can take a gun, shoot somebody in the face. It's not hard. Sometimes it might even be fun if they're a godless commie. Now, what they're trying to do is sneak the COVID vaccine in your salads. I never had, I hate math. Somebody say amen. The problem is we have what is called hentai, animated books, which now are on the shelves. My granddaughter uh, wants to have animated books. She's, she's in third grade. So the Japanese books are getting on our shelves, and maybe Kite Run is an example, but they have a direct relationship. They are porn. They desensitize our youth. They normalize sexual uh, behavior. They connect and they put an arousal. This is physiological. This doesn't. This comes from the uh, from many studies. The physiological effects of arousal occur in the young minds to a point when if they keep on reading, and this is on Disney porn, it's on Little Mermaid. This is happening to our youth. They are becoming desensitized gradually, not only greatly with the cell phones, but very much through books as well. I don't know the solution, but I do know that if we don't do something solid to screen pornographic material, then I do believe that we are putting our children in a, in a, in a world full of misnomers about their own sexuality, especially women. Um, and you can just read some of these books that I've seen and you've seen that show women in sexual positions, uh, descriptions, and they are on our shelves now. I got to tell you, I can't, it sounds like droning on and on and on and on, Mayor. What on earth is this woman talking about? And why does she think that her view, it's not even correct, Mayor, let's start here, is the correct one. It's What are you talking about? We've discussed real world problems for much of indisputable. And this is this is what you're doing. I'll let you go, Mayor. I am afraid to go. Uh, <laughs> it's clear to me that this woman heard this word somewhere on the internet or somebody gave it to her. She was probably watching Newsmax and, you know, Matt Gates in, interviewing Bobert or something. Yeah. Who knows where this ridiculous comes from? And the, and the crazy thing with me about these conservatives is every time they show up like this, we find another one of them that's getting locked up for molesting or child abusing a child. And I think this is the ridiculous pre presentation. And I'm not saying this is who Gray is. I am saying though, this is a, this is absolutely ridiculous. Also, somebody should tell her that you don't read, you don't read TV, you watch TV. Little Mermaid is a movie, not a book that nobody's reading in it. But I mean like this book, and I think, mm -hmm. I think what happens though yeah. is 
people are they ill-equipped to have conversations about anything that that they've not really dove into. And it's clear to me that one, she doesn't know what Japanese anime is. That's very clear by her uh, ridiculousness. Secondly, uh, this idea that she's going to go to war with uh, Disney because DeSantis is tells me a couple things. One, she's she's not ready for reality, and also she thinks she's going to raise her profile. <laughs> Unfortunately for her. She, she needs to pay attention to what's happening to, to her governor right now because DeSantis is in some legal battles that he is going to be in a lot of trouble, which is why he's trying to get Disney to drop those lawsuits because he knows he's about to lose for lying on his corporation. They're not, they're not letting down. I think they're preparing or they just did file more charges for him for saying ridiculousness that, that, that meets this level of, of silliness, for, really. Yeah, Mayor, and I'm going to take my cues from you because you have such a... a- well, a reasonable way of presenting things not ready for reality, okay? We're saying the same things, but the way you put it, it's reasonable, it's not disparaging. But I want to throw up the picture of Lynn, because if you don't think she is as serious as can be, she really thinks she is educating people about this, this school board member, Lynn Gray, Hillsborough County School District. This is her interesting take on books like The Little Mermaid, The Kite Runner, and you know, other members express frustration, confusion over the don't say gay expansion of the parental rights in education law enacted last year, unnecessary, a prop, a ploy. Now the new legislation though, let's remind you, look how serious she is, swear she's doing it, swear she is doing it. New legislation HB 1069 states material deemed pornographic depicts sexual conduct outside of an educational setting or is not suited to students needs an age level can be challenged and removed from the classroom or libraries. The law also mandates each student adopt a policy, school rather, that outlines the challenge process for such materials. So it's gonna be two days. The board mayor will vote on whether to ban seven books. Here's Gray, though, doubling down. She wants to ban that kite runner, as we said, because she believes it's anime. Because there's a disagreement in kite runner, for example. Well, uh, by definition, it is anime. And an animated uh, novel is one that is one like a comic book. It's not a graphic. Graphic is more photos, etc., and drawings. Animated... And this goes back to member Combe. We want our children to read. We have the one of the we have a low reading level. So these animated books lure in a lot of our youth. And that to me is very worrisome. That's the point I was trying to make. Point not well taken, Lynn. Point not well taken. Okay. I want Lynn to read. I want to put some things on the screen for her to read. A spoiler, though, before we get there, Mayor, the Kite Runner, not anime. It's not even, well, it's just a typical book book. Can we just have a book, Lynn? These people have to stop this. DeSantis Mayor knows what he's doing. But there's these other not ready for reality folks who buy into it and then produce these false dissertations that they want to read and command and bring forth to the rest of us. It make it make sense. 
I don't think anybody can make it make sense. Mm -hmm. I mean, she couldn't even make it make sense. I, I got to go back to my point. She said it is it's animated, so it's animated. It's, first of all, everything that's animated is not animated. Second of all, it's not animated. It's a book. And animation is not a book. Animation draws from Japanese comics a lot of the time, but animation requires animation. That's what anime does. That's where it comes from. It's absolutely ridiculous. And uh, I think I think it's just this it's this level of I don't need to tell the truth to say whatever I want to. And I, I need people to hear me because I know people are going to have something to say. I said conservatives and not Republicans because some conservatives are Democrat, as Grace says she is. So I'm, I'm, I'm letting people know I made a mistake. I didn't make a mistake. I intentionally call her conservative, letting people know that the Democrats without backs are doing the same thing that Ron DeSantis is doing in Hillsborough, Florida, because they are scared that some Trump uh, school board person or candidate is going to challenge them. And this is the case in this one. She sees she's being challenged after her second term by some conservative. So now she's mimicking their behavior. The sad part about that is you're mimicking their behavior to stay in office, whether you believe it or not. But you're doing it at the risk of cheating kids out of full education, cheating kids out of what it means to learn beyond what old older people may be comfortable with or conservative people may be comfortable with. And that to me is disgusting. It is. It lacks integrity. It does. And I'm going to tell you something. We're, we're going to educate Lynn and others and explain anime. When we get to the end of this, though, you'll see some people don't want to be educated. Okay, but we're still going to try. Anime is a noun. Okay. Style of Japanese film and television animation, just like the mayor said typically aimed at adults as well as children. Okay, Oxford languages with the definition there. So uh, correction, you weren't wrong, Mayor, but she is. So what happened when Lynn was corrected? Okay, what, what did she learn from this? She had to be corrected on hentai. Well, listen. It doesn't matter. Because what matters is, even if you go into definition, which I clearly have right in front of me, it, the matter is mute. It's completely mute because we have a law. And on August 23rd, seven books will be listed that will have to be taken off the shelves. And on August 23rd, we're going to have laws, a rulemaking, excuse me, that will probably defy some of us. We won't be happy. Maybe some of us will. Is this what you have to put up with at town hall meetings? I hope not in Enfield, North Carolina, Mayor. You're a patient man, but I hope this is not what you're putting up with here. There's, you know, go ahead. I'm sorry, because unfortunately it is what I have to deal with. And I think what happens is the same type of people, those who are not willing to be changed by facts. In the face of being told that you're wrong, you still want to you want to double down, and we saw that. And here's the problem: I do lose patience in these town meetings when this happens. Oh. I am I am not calm at all I, because I think what happens is you've been you've had your chance to speak, you've been corrected, and you still want to keep on it and say it doesn't matter. It's not a mute or moot point. Whatever she was trying to put across, it's neither. She's wrong. It's the fact of the matter is at that point you step back and say, oh, I didn't know. But that's not these people are so grandiose in their in their head and ideas that it doesn't matter that they're wrong. Wrong is not it. It's the, the, the pain, the suffering is is the object.
Ooh. It doesn't matter. We're going to control this conversation. And we have a long history of banning books and confusing people. The reason half of uh, white Southerners believe, and I just made that half up. I don't know what that percentage is, but it's a significant portion, believe that the Civil War was fought over uh, the lost cause is because the United mm-hmm. Daughters of, of Confederates were able to get books banned back after uh, the Civil War. And they banned those books for two and three generations. So these people grew up learning that the KKK and their granddads and their great granddads fought for a, a, a against northern aggression. No, your grandfathers fought to ensure slavery would be the land of the law or the law yeah. of the land. Not a noble cause. It's not a noble cause. And when you're wrong, you're right, Mayor. You just say, thank you for the correction. If you have any integrity, and if you're like the rest of us, you can learn some things probably every day of your life. Lynn can't, but we're going to continue that education. What is hentai? Another noun, genre of Japanese manga and anime characterized by overly sexualized characters and sexually explicit images and plots. Again, Oxford with the details. What is manga? Well, style of Japanese comic books, graphic novels, typically aimed at adults as well as children. I don't know, again, if any of that helped, but she's trying to deliberately, Mayor, confuse others. And so we needed to at least make the correction. But I stand and sit in this. It's not about being right or wrong, right? You said it. It's about what I say goes. You don't matter. I matter more. I get more speaking time. My voice is loudest. If not, I'll pull the fire alarm or something. It's just sick, and it's permeating every part of our society. Last word, yours. Yeah, I just, I just think. I mean, I'm, I'm glad you all are doing the work of educating people about what manga is. Manga is, is basically Japanese history, right? Like this, this has been going on since the 19th century, and it's dedicated and targeting adults, not kids. And manga, we have no manga uh, in 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 school libraries anywhere, regardless <laughs> of what she believes. Did you hear what the mayor said, Lynn? Please sit down, sit down and stop talking. Much more indisputable when we come right back. I'm Sharon Reed in for Dr. Rashad Ritchie. Mayor Mondale Robinson joins us from Enfield, North Carolina. Much more to come. Welcome back to Indisputable. Let's get you some viewer comments today. Uh, special guest co-host Mayor Mondale Robinson joins us. And you all really have a lot to say about the Karen who pulled the fire alarm, senior citizen, OG Karen. Um, because she missed her connecting flight. And that was her way of saying, don't leave me. She also got on the PA. Lynn has this to say, I guess you can't yell fire in a theater, but you can pull a fire alarm in an airport. Apparently you can, and no one's gonna tackle you or use a stun gun, okay? No one's gonna kick you in the belly. Cray Cray Souffle, throw airport Karen's ass in jail and have the Dalmatian bite her arms off. Okay, Cray, Cray Cray, we want less violence. Okay, I can understand the sentiment. I'm going to assume figuratively speaking. Um, was there a Dalmatian? Did I miss a Dalmatian somewhere, Mayor? I was just focused on <laughs> OG Karen. Yeah, I, I think maybe I missed a Dalmatian as well. And okay, well, yeah, perhaps it's a play on the 101 down. Got it. No, Craig, Craig, we want her to live and thrive, but just follow the same rules as the rest of us, not disrupt other people or cause the fire department to have to come out. School board member who claims adult cartoons in libraries, uh, they're not, they're, nothing's going on, Lynn. 
Okay. So Trista has this to say, Lynn, we have a low reading level. You think? Gotta get with it. (laughs) Funkin for fun says, I bet she's a joy to live with. I would like to speak to maybe grandchildren, husband who probably just sits there like, there she go again. Don't put me with her. See, Michael Henson, thank you so much. Uh, And his take on the Tyree Nichols. Remember, 30 cases thrown out because of these officers charged in his death. Where are the rest being held accountable? What happened to Nichols was state-sponsored black-on-black crime. That's why they aren't doing anything about this, but sweeping this under the rug. Mayor and I agree that perhaps the 30 cases, it sounds like a lot, it's like a little bit of red red meat, say, they'll go away, leave us alone with the rest of this. Police chief remains on the job. All of it is fine. One more for you about that Karen and the fire alarm. Rose Rose says, where are the handcuffs for this woman? Hmm. That's a good question. She did carry her bags and leave, right, Mayor? <laughs> that was her. She left. That's the scene of the crime. As you mentioned, it's a crime. It deserved more than a $2,000 fine. Um, but there are crimes and then there are horrific well, acts against mankind or babies, as it will be. British nurse gets life in prison for murdering infants. This right here, this is perp. British nurse sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole on Monday for the murders of seven babies and the attempted murder of six others at the UK hospital where she worked. Let's give you the background on the horrific murders. Lucy Letby, age 33, was handed a whole life order by Manchester Crown Court in Northern England, meaning she will never be released. Let be refused to appear in the dock, prompting calls for laws to be changed so that defendants must attend their sentencing hearings. She was found guilty on Friday by a jury in a case that horrified the country and made her Britain's most prolific child serial killer of recent times. CNN with the reporting. Judge addressed Let be as if she was in court during the sentencing. Justice James Goss said this was a cruel, calculated and cynical campaign of child murder involving the smallest and most vulnerable of children. Continuing to say there was a deep malevolence bordering on sadism. During the course of this trial, you have coldly denied any responsibility for your wrongdoing. You have no remorse. There are no mitigating factors. PA Media reporting, Prime Minister Rishi Sunak on Monday condemned Letby for failing to appear in court. I think it's cowardly that people who commit such horrendous crimes do not face their victims and hear firsthand the impact that their crimes have had on them and their families and loved ones. He continued saying, we are looking and have been at changing the law to make sure that happens. And that's something that we'll bring forward in due course. Let's get into this serial killing spree of infants. Let be attack babies in her care by administering air into their blood and stomachs, overfeeding them with milk, physically assaulting them, and poisoning them with insulin. The allegations against Lepi and her subsequent conviction triggered a government inquiry amid questions over how she was able to escape detection for so long. More than wanting her to face the court and the sentence, that's what I want to know. 
how did she get away with this and leave so much grief and trauma? How'd she get away with it for so long? The parents of several of the babies that survived Letby's assault said their children now require around the clock care. As with the sentencing, Letby was not in the courtroom when the victim impact statements were read. Throughout the trial, the court heard harrowing testimony from parents, including in one case where Letby had tried to kill a baby boy after murdering his twin brother. It emerged that before Letby murdered one of the twins, he started bleeding when she tried to assault him. The baby's twin brother later survived an attempt by Letby to kill him by insulin poisoning. And it was revealed that police had found a series of handwritten notes by Letby. They read, I don't deserve to live. I killed them on purpose because I'm not good enough to care for them. She wrote in one memo, adding in another, I am a horrible, evil person. And in capital letters, I am evil, I did this. Let's talk about the administration, the failures there. There were many. UK government issued an independent inquiry into the murders on Friday, including how regulators and Britain's National Health Service dealt with the concerns raised by consultants. Doctors at the hospital noticed a spike in the number of babies who were dying or unexpectedly collapsing in the neonatal unit. But the hospital's management initially dismissed concerns raised by clinicians over the increased mortality rate of patients under Letby's care, EA reported. Lawyers for the victim's family have said the inquiry was not good enough as it does not have powers to summon witnesses. In 2018 and 2019, Letby was arrested twice by police in connection with her, their rather investigation. She was arrested again in November 2020. Authorities found the notes Letby had written, as well as handover notes she had taken from the hospital during searches of her address. During the sentencing, the judge said Letby has kept the hospital documents as morbid records of the events surrounding the collapses of the babies. That's what serial killers do. Researchers tell us they want to keep symbols of death at their hands. Mayor, I am disgusted that one more baby had to die. I don't care if it was an inquiry, somebody was on to her. And it seems like it was shrugged off. So more vulnerable infants had to die at the hands of this monster. Yeah, I mean, you don't need a significant algorithm to realize that on this person was working, the baby died, this person working, another baby died, and someone should have been investigating way earlier than this many babies being murdered by this monster. And one thing she did get correct is she is evil. She's evil without color. And I think this is unbelievable to me. I cannot believe that we are talking about this. Uh, a nurse, I mean, we talked about this story last week about the doctor who decapitated a baby. And now we have this story. This person is unbelievable. And, and I think, I can't even imagine that she was not made by the court to sit and listen to these families. Too How uncomfortable? Exactly, this too uncomfortable. How is that not part of your sentence? Uh, Sharon, this is, a, this is a hard story to swallow. I don't know that you would ever get over that. I have one daughter who I love. Children are good. I don't know how you would ever get over that. I pray for the parents. I hope that they will somehow be able to resume and overcome and it's horrific. It really is. 
This is heinous too, Mayor. A cop arrested for uploading heinous materials online. A cop. Massachusetts, Matthew Bistany, age 51, Methune police officer arrested on a child pornography charge Tuesday. Bail set at $5,000. I need to ask if that's a typo. It's not a typo. $5,000. And put on administrative leave by the Methune Police Department, which tells me he can still pay his bills. This and he was arraigned in Lawrence District Court Tuesday afternoon. Officials say more information will be released following his arraignment. Bissany was arrested at his home by state troopers, Methune police on one count of child pornography, according to MSP spokesperson. Search warrant executed prior to Bissany's arrest. An investigation began earlier this year when the Massachusetts State Police Internet Crimes Against Children Task Force received a cyber tip line report from the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children reporting the upload of child sexual assault material to a specific IP address connected to Bistany. Bistany has been placed, as we said, on administrative leave by the department, according to the police chief, Scott McNamara. Boston 25 News with some horrific details. While Officer Bistany is presumed innocent until proven guilty, the Methuen Police Department condemns the officer's conduct as alleged in the charging documents. These allegations in no way reflect upon the character and reputation of the men and women of the Methuen Police Department who stand committed to protecting children and continue to serve with distinction. Let's stop there, Mayor. I don't like the statement. I don't like it. Okay, because if this was any other defendant, it wouldn't start with while they're presumed innocent and then say, uh, yeah, administratively he's charged with that. And then it would go on to say, don't look at us. He was part of the department, so I don't know why you're even putting it out there. Just give the details like you would any other defendant facing child porn charges. Am I wrong, Mayor? You're not wrong at all. And the fact that you're you're bragging about how uh, how all the other officers serve with distinction is absolutely disgusting to me. This is a PR turn on somebody's child that was been exploited by an adult. Cut this out. It's not necessary. It's a, it's a ringing of the bell in a time when you shouldn't be ringing the bells. The fact that he's on administrative leave implies that he's still getting paid. Like you said, he still can pay his bills. So while while this while he's facing charges. He's not being punished at work. He's almost on vacation, administratively with pay. To me, does not seem like you're holding him accountable or that you condemn his actions. You're not condemning his actions in your you're actions. Not. Lots of people get arrested, I'm sure, by Matthew police. They lose their jobs, not him. Massachusetts State Police and our law enforcement partners like the Methune Police Department stand committed to protecting children who are among the most vulnerable members of society from sexual abuse, which is what child pornography is. I commend the work of our Cyber Crimes Unit and Internet Crimes Against Children Task Force and am grateful for our partnership with the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. State Police Colonel John Mon with that, okay? Now remember, everyone's commending everyone, Mayor, but do you remember how they nabbed one of their own? The tip line from the unaffiliated agency said, hi, police, there's a problem with police. They're all 
slapping each other on the back. None of that is necessary, Mayor. That's my view. Yeah, your view is spot on. Also, I, I would say, listen, uh, Colonel John Mon, I hear you. And, and like you said, another statement about about you guys are so glad and celebratory of who did what. I have a question. Were you in court to advocate that this person got a higher bond than $5,000? Did you talk to the magistrate judge and say this person shouldn't be released because they are a threat to children? the most vulnerable. And if you feel they are the most vulnerable, how do you feel about this $5,000? Nobody said anything about this magistrate making this bond this low. Had it been another situation, this person not been a law enforcement agent, a person of color, then it would have been, I am upset that this person got out on $5,000 bond, which really means you pay 10 to 15%. So this person is walking around for doing something against the most vulnerable as a child for only $500. Wow. Got to do the math sometimes. And you got to look at how police officers who are rarely, but sometimes it happens, accused, charged, how they get treated versus how you would be treated. Even in this kind of disgusting case, you're right. Why wasn't anybody, I remember I had to ask, is this a mistake? I know our team, they listen, they get it, okay? And they're very thorough. But I had to ask almost rhetorically, Mayor, because. It's sick. Do children matter or not? Yeah, I mean, our actions as adults, the way that this person is able to walk away from this case um, and walk free right now for $500 is telling these kids, whether we say it with our mouths, it's saying that they don't matter. Not as much as this officer. No matter. You said you were disgusted and left the statement at that. Much more indisputable to come. I'm Sharon Reed in for Dr. Rashad Ritchie. Mayor Mondale Robinson is the special guest co-host today. We're right back. Welcome back to Indisputable. Let's get you some more comments. Uh, you all have a lot to say about the British nurse. Life in prison for murdering babies, infants in the hospital. It, it sounds like from the details they could have stopped her sooner. They didn't. Jen Hack, she will be popular in jail with women separated from their babies. It's true, I can't think of a more, a monster, a monster. We'll see how she fares. The voodoo you do, same way like this happens in the US, no adequate auditing, monitoring, oversight systems in place that would flag like this when flags are raised. It's so true. And yes, Red's 1212 mayor feels the same way we do about the bond for the officer accused of uploading sexual assault child porn. Sharon, I thought you were going to say 500,000, not 5,000. And as the mayor explained, about 500 bucks to set you free and you're still getting paid by your job. Oh, wow. One more for you, Donald James says, and some parents blame hentai anime while cops are doing this. It's sad, it's sad. So is the state of, I guess, the state of 2024 on at least one side, maybe both. But let's talk about Mr. Trump and that debate that some, I guess, are excited for. Chris Christie seems to be foaming at the mouth. Donald Trump will skip it and he teases skipping others as well, okay. Let's look at it. Trump confirmed Sunday he will not participate in the first Republican primary debate this week, stating that the public already knows who I am. 
they never a true word spoken. Okay. Trump wrote on his social media platform, I will therefore not be doing the debates. All caps that said. Okay. He wants you to know he's shouting that proudly, but it's really about insecurity. Okay. He refers to a new CBS poll just out, has him leading by legendary numbers. Okay. Sanctimonious, he calls him by name. And look who's in third, according to the CBS poll. Per CNN, it was not immediately clear whether Trump meant he will sit out all currently scheduled debates. There is a second GOP primary debate set for September or any and all future debates. Trump advisor told CNN that the former president could still decide to participate in a later primary debate, despite his post. So you see, there it is again. He is a former president and his own apparent spokesperson, but then people like kind of just come behind him real quick, like like little rats looking for cheese. And they say, oh no, he didn't mean that. And they kind of explain it away. And he doesn't want to debate and he doesn't want to, Chris Christie can probably insult with the best of a mayor. And that's probably who he's afraid of. He knows that the governor down there in the state known as Florida, will probably fall flat because he has a uh, some some strange social things going on with him. He lacks social cues, but Christie is he can be nasty. Okay, remember Bridgegate and all that stuff, Mayor. It's real. I mean, I think uh, you know um, from from democracy standpoint. This is absolutely disgusting. Uh, if, I, if I was managing Donald Trump, this is probably the exact advice I would give him though, because he is dumb. I'm not being, it's just not, I'm not being coy, he's dumb. Um, he will be on stage with some people that could actually challenge him up. And when forced to say something, he Chris Christie's not gonna let Donald Trump over talk him. He's not gonna be bullied by Trump on the stage. And also Trump has four years of what Christie does. Christie's team is playing the political long game here, and it's a smart one. Donald Trump is solid with 37% of, a, of Republicans. They sit with him um, over and over. But that also means that a majority of Republicans are willing to listen or entertain something else. That base is not the majority. And if you are able to galvanize the base, and uh, a debate would be a wonderful place to do it, and Trump understands that, that uh, he's not going to be up there. And it's, he's a showman in, in everything. Uh, and if nothing else, and he understands that being on stage with uh, even DeSantis could call some, could could give them credibility that he's not willing to give off. So he'll <laughs> sit back and he'll do show on a failed platform, i.e. Twitter or whatever it's called now, by a failed reporter, Tucker Carson, fired uh, with a failed president, i.e. himself. And and out of that failure, he'll try to make noise and he'll try to suck the air out of the room um, <laughs> by doing this conversation the next day. I think you summed it up perfectly. You've told us what the future holds. And it could very well be as they wait for Trump to crumble, if it's going to happen before election day, could end up President Chris Christie. Trump has told a number of allies he does not want to debate at the Reagan Library. Why? Doesn't want to travel? What could it be? He complained in private conversations that he has never been invited to speak at the venue. Blaming in part the chairman of the board of trustees, Fred Ryan. Ryan was the chief executive officer of the Washington Post. You're going to blame that on one guy? This one guy is responsible for you not being. 
you don't have thoughtful remarks. You just ramble on and talk about you. He probably wouldn't talk about the former president or anything. I'm not sure why they didn't ask him. Who knows? But let's give you the latest CBS poll numbers. They do show the following for the GOP nomination. And you see it there. Nikki Haley, despite talking about how President Biden is on his last leg and won't survive a second term, is only at 2%. Chris Christie, we'll see. Mr. Scott, Senator, South Carolina, the one who would not condemn Donald Trump's actions on January 6th, oh, 3%. And the former vice president, who is not a hero, who stood by and behind Donald Trump every step of the way, every step of the way, all that name recognition. And then people were shouting, hang Mike Pence is sitting at 5%. And look who's in the middle, Mayor. It to me means that people want more of this rhetoric, this nasty divide, racism, anti-Muslim, whatever you want to call it. Look who's in the middle on the top there, Mayor. What do you make of it? Because he's surging right now, believe it or not. Listen, I, I think it's uh, I think it, I think it absolutely uh, uh, plays into what we see, uh, what we expect from the Republican Party, a party with no platform. Actually, Donald Trump had no platform when he ran. Um, and what we're and we're seeing now a continuation of that, where you have people like Ramaswamy who who can be nothing nothing except for racists, even talking about immigrants. And that's his family story in a way that makes no sense. It does not ring true to what the American dream is. And I think and I think this party is willing to entertain uh, a minority, a person of color, if you believe what we believe. Right. Tim Scott cries about the Santas were not heard. They didn't get made. They didn't get major airway on Republican uh, airwaves. Right. Mm -hmm his critiques of, 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 of DeSantis, but Ramazway being extremely racist, he's, he's doing all the media around, he's making space, they're making space for his voice to be heard because he sounds oh. just like whiteness. Yeah. That's what the platform is, and it's so scary um, that you see him in Iowa singing Eminem, reminding these people how much they love Eminem music, but he's not saying what Eminem policies is yeah. and what Eminem believes about Donald Trump. He's afraid to say what Eminem said about Donald Trump and how Eminem, who comes from that class of poor and middle class working white families, who Donald Trump does not care about. Eminem says that out loud to white people, not as a talking down to them and saying, I'm I'm relatable to what you've been through or are going through. Donald Trump is not, and you're being duped. Yep. Detroit is no joke, and Eminem doesn't want you using his music. You understand? That's gonna be taken care of as well. That will be taken care of. It just makes me think, what does this say? I think it says less about the, the GOP and the lack of integrity than it does about Americans who are still consuming this. Sizable three quarters of Trump's voters include those who show support for his legal troubles as one rationale among others for considering him in the first place. Information in the indictments doesn't have an impact apparently, in part because they generally believe it's Trump who tells them the truth. 71% of voters believe him over their own family and friends. I, I don't have a problem with getting a smaller turkey for Thanksgiving if that's who's in the family. Maybe more Americans need to think about that. We're going to go to the next story, Mayor. And she's been 
she's been in the lineup a lot lately, and you've spoken and broken down the details with this lady. Sage Steele is back with an explosive allegation. She says Barbara Walters, dearly departed, pushed her. I mean, physically pushed her backstage. Barbara Walters died December 31st, 2022. But according to Sage Steele, groundbreaking, tenacious television presenter known throughout the world had a violent streak. Had a violent streak. Barbara Walters. Steele claimed. A then 85-year-old Barbara tried to assault her in the green room of ABC's The View, and Steele says it was after a segment on her favorite topic, Barack Obama. Ask you about Barbara Walters. She attacked you. Wait, what? Do you, wait, what? It was right after that segment with the the Obama segment, and um, went in the back, and so it was Barbara whooping in myself in the dark green room off the side. I was probably about four feet from the wall in the trash can and Barbara was standing over here in front of me. And she just started to back up towards me and looked at me and got close and elbowed me oh and it pushed me back into the wall in the trash can. I was like, what did this just do to me? Like this 140 year old woman just tried to like <laughs> tackle me. What is happening right now? And the, some of the producers saw it, Whoopi saw it. And Whoopi was like, come here. And she was great. And she pulled me aside in her little area. And she's like, don't you let her do it. And I'm like, am I in a movie right now? A legend, one of the, <laughs> the legends in this industry just tried to beat me up. Big deal. I play basketball. You gotta stay on your toes. You're gonna get boxed out. Things happen. Maybe it happened, maybe it didn't. I don't know. Okay. And we should also tell you in some corners, it's become easy to poke holes in Sage Steele's public statements these days. But we do want you to consider this. Hmm. Steele's not the only celebrity who have claimed to have had an aggressive encounter with the late star. In June, Rosie O'Donnell told The Hollywood Reporter she had a screaming match with Walters, with whom she had a friendship before being hired. She said the dispute stemmed from Walters not supporting her amid another feud with Donald Trump. Escalated when O'Donnell made a comment about Walter's daughter. Steele also used her time on the Megyn Kelly Show podcast to discuss her recent departure from ESPN. 2022 TV host sued the network and its parent company, Disney, for allegedly violating her contract and her free speech. The lawsuit came after Steele made contentious statements about ESPN's COVID policy and former President Obama. The ex-host informed Kelly that she'd had assignments taken away and that she was compelled to apologize before being allowed back on air. I did not want to apologize, Steele said. I fought, I fought, and I begged, and I screamed, and I was told that if I want to keep my job, I have to apologize. I knew there was a line somewhere. I just didn't know where it was until I crossed it. Now, a couple of things here. Sage still settled with Disney. We're still working on the amount. We know that there was a $500,000, correct me if I'm wrong, settlement that was turned down earlier. But again, they settled. She left the network. We brought you the story. Rosie O'Donnell, what did she say about Barbara Walters' daughter? We should tell you that Rosie said it was not that big a deal. But because she was feuding 
with Barbara at this time. She said to her, I don't know about your relationship with your kids, but mine doesn't look like that. So she hit her with a low blow, Mayor. What do you make of not just Sage Steele's comments of a physical assault by this storied newswoman now departed, but the timing of them? Yeah, I think, you know, for me, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that we're going to hear that Sage Steele is writing a book pretty soon. I, it just seems like she's doing, the, she's setting the groundwork for either she's dropping a rap album because rappers like to create drama right before they go, they come out with a new work or she's about mm-hmm. to drop a book. One of the two, but she's probably not rap because she's not black, right? She's not black. Um, but as it pertains to Barbara, I mean, listen, we have to be honest. Barbara Walter was aggressive, aggressive, sometimes passive aggressive. Um, but, you know, she she made a career being tough as nails, asking questions in interviews that were extremely pressing. I remember when she was pressing Ricky Martin back in 2009 about his his sexual or orientation. She continued and kept going and kept going. And that was a menacing interview. And I'm thinking to myself, this is not a this is not a a quiet uh, individual that's leading this interview. So I, I I don't know if it's true or not. I did hear some discrepancies in the way she told the story. She said they were in the green room by themselves, but then she also mm. said producers saw them and pro- other producers saw it. I don't know how producers would have seen it if it was just three people in the room. So I, I, I mean, her story is her story and I don't want to tell people what happened. I was not in that room. I will say though, her being who she is uh, and you know, and if your thought is, you know, this 140 year old woman, like you said, tried to attack you with her back turned, uh, I, I think we would have heard about it sooner. I just, I don't, I can't hear Miss Steele. Everything she says to me is clouded by the, mm-hmm. the fact of this this person she's created herself out to be. Yeah, we should tell you Barbara Walters' estate responded to Steele's accusation of assault. I wonder if she'll sue them. I think you could do that. Okay, usually was she injured? They said, I find this impossible to believe and uncharacteristic of Barbara. It's in variety. So they didn't give it too much, but said, sit down. Hey, listen, I think you're right about the book, the timing, all of it, Mayor. Going on Megan's show, she's going to end up on probably that, that Fox initiative that rivals ESPN. And she's going to keep doing her thing. Ultimately, I'll say this. She has fans. She's been at it a long time. Is the talent there to continue this? Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. I thought when she first started telling the story, Mayor, that she was gonna say Whoopi was there and she jumped her too. I thought she was gonna get bigger and bigger and bigger. And then Joy came in and put her in a headlock or something. But she just said it was Barbara, the 85 year old. Yeah, you know, and Whoopi was great. Uh, this is this is a way for me to say, okay, you're trying to molest what really happened. And I, I really want to hear Whippy. Whippy, who's not me a quiet too. person, I can't believe they have not commented on this. I, I think maybe it's her saying, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not dealing with it. But I, I, I here's what I would say. Uh, you don't, you, you said something that's pretty powerful. She has fans, and and there's a there's a network that's rivaling or trying to rival ESPN, um, the anti woke sports, I guess. And I think she'll fit in over there with with or without talent. Uh, there's space for people like her people that are of darker hue, like you and I, that are willing to say things that are ridiculous about our folk. I do. And I want to tell you something else, because she's putting out statements on social media, X, whatever it's called, one of the platforms saying, you know, I am bullied all the time, paraphrasing, because she said she's biracial. And Mark Lamont Hill, commentator, professor, author, said, Sage Deal has never been bullied or called out because she's biracial. It's it's about being anti-black. That's what Mark Lamont Hill said, okay? 
who's got a resume of credibility and is a student. So I happen to agree with that statement. Okay, nobody, there's plenty of biracial folks who are right there, okay? Right there. I'll give you the last word. Yeah, I mean, she, with the world, the world has to be honest. No one is calling people out because they're biracial. Doesn't exist. Our culture don't do that, and people can try that all they want to. Um, biracial is as part of as part as much as black as any other color. So, and I think the the fact of the matter is, uh, Mark Lamont was spot on when he said that in a way that it resonates with everybody is black. We don't call you out because you have a a white parent. We call you out because you ignore the blackness and the suffering of us because you alienate. You're trying to alienate the blackness inside of you. We have a right to speak up against that, and 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 we we will continue to do that. And everybody is on her throat, or they're on her throat for that reason and that reason alone. Well, she doesn't need us, Mayor Jay Cutler, Candace Owen, who she adores. Um, those are her peeps, and she's going to rock with probably what's his name, who was on Tucker's show all the time, Jace Whitlock. Oh. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. I and work with a guy, Mike Hills, that he wouldn't even let me say his name. He would, I can't take it because his whole existence is, is trying to hurt us. Why are you doing this, man? It's yeah. profitable. Yeah, I think, and, and just real quick, I would just say that, you know, and, and the sad part about it is these people, talking about black people that act this manner, don't need us until they need us, right? We saw, I mean, Candace Orton has a history of using the NAACP to sue the school for racism. She became an adult and forgot in high school that it was the NAACP that helped represent her and win that lawsuit against the school district for being racially discriminated against her. But that, I guess I that didn't. No shame. Well, you know what? Sometimes things happen and you have to come back down to earth and, uh, well, we'll see what the future holds there. We'll see what the future holds there. And that includes for Miss Steele. No one's telling her to denounce her, her white mom, okay? But I don't know why you're attacking somebody else's black father or speaking on their personal story. Because Barack Obama has spoken perfectly and eloquently about his own story. It's his story after all, and he can do that. What's next? Will she sit down with his jealous brother who keeps popping up? I hate him. He's nasty, okay? My fake brother, okay? That's probably next. And then we'll dissect that too. Mayor Mondale Robinson, always love sitting opposite you and getting your wisdom. I told you I feel smarter. I feel like I can go about the rest of my week. Thank you so much. Tell people where they can find you. Uh, Mondale Robinson everywhere on, on social media. Um, and I'm also on, don't forget, I'm on Rubber HQ. Yep, we love you there too. An important voice for our time. This is Indisputable. I'm Sharon Reed. Dr. Richie is back next show. Thanks for joining us.